0: Okay, now I'm recording.
1: <laughs> now I'm recording? Uh, now I'm recording. I will be tasteful from here on out. <laughs> well, that'll be a change. You, you don't
2: think the listeners want to hear about my pelvic floor muscles?
1: Well, we're keeping that for the Patreon, obviously. Oh, Jesus. We're keeping it for the OnlyFans. Oh, no. That is the content that people ought to be paying for. Yes. Absolutely. We should
2: charge for this. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: If you're going to use the term pelvic floor muscles, you know it's not going to be sexy content. I know that they're relevant in multiple situations. but <laughs> There's something for everyone, Karen. Look,
2: I mean, I'm sure someone does find it sexy, but no, generally the phrase pelvic floor
1: muscles is not a gateway to sexiness.
0: <laughs> it's not associated with fun times.
1: No. Not particularly <laughs>
0: pornographic.
1: I think that could be our new podcast slogan. The podcast at Don's house. Not particularly pornographic. (laughs) Unless you're into that, we guess. Yeah. No judgment, but a little surprised. (laughs) That's the one. Don't tell us about it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Have your fun. Don't let us know.
1: As always, don't at us. Okay, we should do an intro. Hello and welcome to the podcast at Don's house because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitters Club. I'm Esther. I'm, I'm going to say that again because I giggled over the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hello and welcome to the podcast at Don's house because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitters Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Eva. And today and we're Esther did not make eye contact with us I <laughs> when know. she was reading the intro. <laughs> yes i did I didn't want to see your faces <laughs> and today we're talking about babysitter club number thirty seven Don and the older boy um I read this one as a kid and I remembered exactly one incident from the entire thing Ooh. which was um Don staking out uh the older boy and the older girl, from the other side of a spinny jewellery rack and then popping out behind it to confront them and him calling her a little girl. And that was literally the only thing I remembered about this book. And, you know, it's the most exciting bit, but the the spinny jewellery rack really left an impression on me, apparently. (laughs) You're probably like, I've seen those before. This is relatable content. It was the only thing about this book that was
0: relatable to me, so. (laughs) I was about to say, finally something that means something to me. (laughs) I
1: too have shopped for trinkets. I didn't read it. But you didn't read it. No, yeah. it would not have appealed to you. I would have hated it. Yes, you would.
0: I also didn't read it because, like, I, I just always felt that it exuded bad vibes and I was mostly <laughs> correct. Yeah. Like, although, to be honest, they get the worst of it over fairly early um, and, like, only the scenes that have Travis in them were like really unpleasant. I found like the there was some B plots that were kind of fun, and there's a lot of babysitting. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to
1: be. And the B plot may be cranky too.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: men are fair. just at their worst I, in this book.
0: They are, mm.
2: but only one of my notes consists of nothing but repetitions of the red flag
1: emoji. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be so much worse if this was a Sweet Valley High book there the concept of dating a much older terrible guy would not really have been challenged oh, oh yeah. no i
2: mean if this was a much older book then like Dawn, or if it was a street valley book then like don would have like the narrative would have approved of don going and sabotaging the guy's existing relationship and then dating him yes absolutely <laughs> like, and we would have been like ah oh, how aspirational <laughs> that's great
0: exactly i i do feel like this book overall is like it's the premise of it is fundamentally broken um i don't know if i should like talk about that at the end or what but let's do it at the end yeah it's just it's just wrong it's it (laughs) it thinks it's one thing and it's completely not
1: (laughs) i'm intrigued to hear this but yeah Yeah, i'm intrigued to hear it because i feel like it's a it's a fairly straightforward like teaching a lesson but there's a lot of cringe along the way but i'm interested to hear your uh different take. yeah well yes it, it is
0: doing that as well and the, the lesson is fundamentally fairly good yes <laughs> actually in this one like yeah um not yeah there's a lot of cringe and a lot of like d- 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 dawn i guess sees the world slightly differently than a lot of other people do because because <laughs> she's from california <laughs> we saw that in the most recent dawn book where yeah she <laughs> gaslit her sister to get her out of her room and yeah she's less in the wrong here but like
1: yeah she she's more just straightforwardly making like bad choices rather than maliciously trying to sabotage someone but like she's yeah. not she's not at her best lately no. <laughs> no so first of all let's talk about our covers i think this mm-hmm. might be the first one where i like the british cover a bit more than the american cover yes the british cover is good like yeah. it's it's actually great like yeah. they're age appropriate they're hanging out in a diner <laughs> Dawn absolutely looks like a sort of baby babyface 13 year old. Like she actually really looks like Stacy from the Netflix show. Yes. Yeah, she, she does, she does yeah. actually. She has like she looks very cute and very thirteen. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: And there's a scene where they go to a
1: diner. So yeah. there's actually a uh, like this is the person has read the book. And they're in a physical setting. They're not just hovering in a void or standing in a park or something. Yeah, it's
0: a very well-realised, recognisable
1: burger joint. Yeah. Like there's like
2: that, yeah, there's kind of the retro counter, the old style jukebox, there's a Coca-Cola machine behind them. Dawn is also holding a can of Coke, which I don't think she would drink Coke, but you know. She
1: definitely wouldn't, but maybe it's sugar-free. She's she's like feeling pressured into it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was ordered without her consent. Yes, maybe Travis ordered it for her. Mm-hmm. and yeah Travis is like looking at her with a kind of terrifying look uh, like he he might just think she's a great dynamite gal but also he might want to murder her a little bit which I, I think
2: he does look a bit murdery I think the expression he's looking at her with is like and it, it's appropriate it is kind of like when you're encouraging your pet to perform <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of like you know enthusiastic, hopeful, anticipatory expression he's got on his
0: face. There,
1: <laughs> that is perfect because that's pretty much his vibe. It's it's a very creepy,
0: like yeah, um, juxtaposition of these two people. Um, yes, one thing I will say is, and this could partly be that like Travis's view view line, like his the way his eyes are looking, mm-hmm. is put. It's a little bit wonky, and that could <laughs> just be an accident and we won't you know judge the artist too much because they have got everything else right or he could be looking past dawn to the hot red-headed swim team <laughs> captain who's sitting <laughs> in a different booth
1: also possible <laughs> yeah
0: not to spoil oh. anything <laughs>
2: i think he's supposed to be looking at dawn and that's why he's looking at her like she's just learned to roll over
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i actually genuinely like this cover it's like it's not a hateable cover and it's also not a disappointingly competent cover. It's like, yeah, this is good. This captures
2: the mood of the
1: book. It really does. Hodges Swallow weirdly missed the mark this week. The art is better technically, but... (laughs) But
2: these people are not in school. (laughs) So there appears to be a 17-year-old who's going out with a 32-year-old. Yes, Yes, he has a receding hairline. (laughs) (laughs) With a receding hairline. And also there are two small brown haired girls with pigtails in front of them who are absolutely unidentifiable as any characters who appear in any scene
1: they look like they've literally been collaged onto this painting to cover up like where Hodges Swillow spilled some paint at the bottom
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> why, why would they have brought these children on their date <laughs> Yes, Makes no sense at all i was
2: like, i was waiting i was reading the whole book waiting to see when there were two children with them on a date because i like, couldn't yeah. work out who they were meant to be and
0: one if there's another child peering over a booth who seems to be shooting um like something at them with a straw which again also doesn't happen
1: my edition has that cropped out there's two
2: different american ah, uh, okay there's always two. Yeah, they did is. an updated one. And
0: they're generally very slightly similar.
2: slightly more 90s. And then there's the older ones are slightly more 80s or early 90s.
0: They... Oh, oh my goodness. God, I did not know that. How did we get to this many episodes in? <laughs> like, that blows my mind. I always just sort of push it to the back of my mind. I've never seen two different covers. There's Yeah, there's, this, there's a creepy looking blonde child blowing something at them with a straw in the... I was
2: just a spit Yeah,
0: well, it's not. It's unclear what it is, but it, it could also well, be... Well, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> it, it could be the cover of the straw as well. That's what we used to do. Um, yeah, but... Which we is less disgusting. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but the, nobody... There's no children there to disapprove there, of the date no, in the book.
2: There's so. no child chaos on a date in this book. And this cover implies strongly that there will be some form of child chaos on the
0: date. <laughs> yes. It would be uh, very misleading and potentially disappointing if that's what you... Uh, thought was going to happen when you went to date in. with
1: a 32 year old. Yeah. Like he looks like he has taxes and a mortgage and lower back pain. He,
2: he looks like he might be a stockbroker.
1: He could be
0: the father of the children that are running riot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see the, the reprint cover. It's a, it's a bigger crop of the same painting. Um, okay. And yes, it does have a creepy child looming <laughs> over, looming up, out from behind Don's back. Um, yeah it's just wild yeah he was not a like on his a-game this time
2: (laughs) no no like i am gonna blame whoever is meant to tell him what see like
1: i'm assuming he doesn't read the books because but he knows what ages the characters are or at least he knows Mm -hmm. what age dawn is like that that dawn is not 13 like she's no definitely really psyched for college (laughs) at the youngest
2: at the youngest and and like that is not a just turned 16 high schooler she's dating yeah that that is like she looks older than just turned 16 it is
1: called don and the older boy it is not called don and the creepy man and (laughs) that was a hint hodges
2: (laughs) yeah i mean it was one of the rarer ones where hodges like really just i mean the art is technically good but like, who are these people wanting mm-hmm.
1: to be? Yeah, no. I, this is the first, and it could be the last time that the English cover wins out, but like, I'm curious to see where we go from here. We're in a new era. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> anything's <laughs> possible now.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll start on chapter one, um, where I, yeah, I didn't pick this up the first time I read it this week. Um, but, well, I would say Anne, but it's actually Anne's ghostwriter whose name escapes me. Um, Mary Ann Kennedy? Marianne Kennedy, that sounds right. Or Mary Beth or Mary Jo or Mary something Kennedy. Mary Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are we? Sorry, I keep derailing you. That's fine. Mary Lou Kennedy, there we go. Mary Lou Kennedy. Um, This is what editing is for. So yeah, um, (laughs) our ghostwriter of the week, Mary Lou Kennedy, is laying out the themes of the novel, which is that sometimes people do makeovers and sometimes that turns out badly. Uh, all of the girls are hanging out in Christy's house for a sleepover and they're all making each other over and it's not really working. <laughs> and Dawn is putting on weird lipstick. She rejects some orange lipstick and puts on some gooey pink lip gloss that looks like used bubblegum. Uh, Dawn is not keen. <laughs> um, Stacy is scrunching Marianne's hair with gel and making it look tremendously 80s. And Marianne is like, clearly very uncomfortable with it because she likes to see herself in a certain way, which includes having her hair smooth. But she's very politely going, oh, it looks great. Thanks. And Stacy's like, yeah, this is a big improvement. You should wear this every day. (laughs) Uh, I love how completely undiplomatic she's being. (laughs) Um, Marianne is being very polite I think this is what
0: Stacy's hair kind of looks like Um, like, because you know the way she's got kind of feathered hair by the the sounds of things so she's like you know what you need Marianne is to have your hair look more like mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> Which yeah, themes of the novel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I didn't pick up on this on my first read, and then but just before we sat down to record, I was like skimming my notes, and I was like, oh my god, I thought she forgot to lay out the themes at the start, and she absolutely remembered to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you guys find the exposition really clunky in this one? I mean, I know it regularly is, but I was like, I, I I checked, and it was more than a quarter of the way through the book before we were done having done, be like oh, I guess I better tell you about what kind of bike I ride. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was not skillfully woven in. Mm. Uh, yeah, so while everyone's making each other over, Dawn is in her monologuing about everybody's family setups and whatnot. Um, she's not telling us anything that we don't know before. Um, I would just like to say something that's been weighing on me for a long time which is that mm-hmm. in every book, when somebody says that the reason uh, Jesse's little brother is called Squirt is because he was so tiny when he was born that the nurses in the hospital nicknamed him Squirt. Mm-hmm. If I had a baby and he was real small and the nurses gave him a nickname based on how small he was, I would write a letter of complaint to the hospital. <laughs> it seems very unprofessional and mean. <laughs> like that's fair, low yeah. birth weight baby. Lol, we all had such fun yeah. that time he was <laughs> really like, I'm really underweight. Like, yeah,
2: what what are they going to call your? big baby
1: chonker (laughs) yes i mean that frequently happens but like you know (laughs) yeah but they won't do it to your face (laughs) like true (laughs) Um. well i mean the parents will probably call a big baby chonker but like if it's not your baby you can't give him a nickname based on his low birth weight that's just that's not nice (laughs) it's not nice and it's not kind and, like, you absolutely could just... It's
0: overkill, like, because you could call your youngest child Squirt as a as a nickname because he's the baby. Because like, he's
2: little, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to have a whole he was tiny when he was born and the nurse... Is, yeah, you don't need a hospital Yeah, for that yeah. You can I just
1: like, call him Squirt. It's I'm just picturing them, like, hazing him in the NICU. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they left Jersey. <laughs> My older guy was, um
0: uh he was small when he was born he was uh just over five pounds and there was another little boy in the same ward born on the same day who was um i think he was 12 pounds so he was actually twice his size and i still deeply regret like me and his mom talked about this but we didn't actually get a photo of them next to each other but i I did i know i was so sad about that like um and the um I I did overhear a conversation between the other mammy and a midwife. She's um, like, "Gosh, he's he's gracious. Oh, God, he's so big." Um, and she's like, "Yeah, I know he's huge. He's reared. He's ready for school." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I was pretty small when I was born, and I had jaundice. And instead of like being supportive or making a friendly comment about it, like one of the uh, midwives just um told my mother. Like it just gave out to her for me being small and for her thinking she'd be able to go home with me when I was so small Aww. and just left her crying oh, my, oh god. my god that's so mean until the next midwife came in and was like oh my god she's making everyone cry today <laughs> 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 I was like what the fuck Why does she have a job
0: oh uh, <laughs> yeah she's just going around the place leaving a trail of destruction
2: <laughs> Turn yeah pretty forward. much apparently yeah this other midwife was like oh yeah no, she's made everyone cry like <laughs> but this that- is just, <laughs> she's just done that
1: today it's really counterproductive yes everyone's already crying don't make them cry more <laughs> like, yeah
0: like, the babies are crying the parents are crying <laughs> Yeah. what Somebody I know commented on one of the pictures I put up of Ciarán when he was first born um, that, oh, yeah, he looks really jaundiced. And I'm like, why did you think I wanted to hear that? He was, yeah, he was like slightly jaundiced and it cleared up immediately because that's what happens in most cases of jaundice. Yeah, like they do yeah. that. Like, thanks. <laughs> you don't
2: need to point this out. I mean, by joltes, did, did you typo that? Was that some sort of autocorrected? and it should have been cute? Yeah, because that's <laughs> the only thing you should have said. Because that's what you're supposed to say.
0: Okay, poor Squirt. <laughs> yeah, poor Squirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, poor Squirt. He didn't deserve to be hazed. Poor Squirt. Poor Mrs. Ramsey.
1: She didn't yeah. deserve this. He didn't deserve this. This is, this is uncool midwife behavior. And I just had to get that off my chest because this bothers yeah. me every time it comes up. <laughs> okay, I'm trying
2: to think of a way that it could be reasonable. So maybe it would just be like a midwife who was very nice and friendly and having a good sort of rapport mm. with um, Mrs. Ramsey and Mr. Ramsey and, and and the baby and was very fond of them all. And, and just kind of in passing said, oh, he's such a little squirt, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, he is a little squirt, isn't he? And they latched on to a casual remark rather than that all of the midwives or nurses were
0: like calling him squirt. It's just how they felt obliged to carry it on. Can I go and see my baby now? Oh, squirt.
1: Yeah, he's in bay number four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You put it on the birth cert. His bracelet says squirt now. I hate this hospital.
0: His name is John Ramsey Jr. <laughs> he has a
1: man's name
0: <laughs> or they, they looked at this baby and were like we can't call him John
1: <laughs> yeah
0: don't no, get okay. that oh.
1: anyway sorry I just had to I just had to vent about that that's fair, no, that's yeah. fair. justice for squirt <laughs> justice for justice for John Philip Ramsey Jr mm.
0: yeah I forgot his middle name <laughs> how
1: could you <laughs> Um. so next morning um, they're all getting up Marianne is like on her spear bullshit and telling everyone that it's practically lunchtime and they need to get up. um, Even though, you know, they're at a sleepover and everyone expects them to sleep in, but whatever. It probably doesn't want them all in the kitchen at the same time. No, that sounds like a nightmare. You'd have to do like sittings. <laughs> yes, you would.
2: Oh, no, not, not the brewer house they have how many toaster ovens it's fine
1: (laughs) pop tarts for everyone this is why they knew they were gonna have a bunch of teenagers having a bunch of sleepovers and you need to make a lot of toast for everybody god that actually makes more sense than any other explanation i've heard of it does (laughs) it's just a lot of people yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a lot of
2: people i'm also really unclear as to what sort of foods you cook in a toaster oven
1: oh very unclear I've never seen one in my life. (laughs) No, I don't know what they are really. We had a thing in Japan that might have been a toaster oven and my housemates in desperation made apple crumble in it and it came out surprisingly serviceable and I think it was one of our proudest achievements the whole time we were there. (laughs) This feels like it should not be possible, but we made it happen and now we all have a very small (laughs) serving of apple crumble. That's cool. I saw
0: somebody... um, uh, showing their like the tour of their incredibly tiny house in Japan or flat in Japan, and one of the things they had was a dedicated fish broiler, like an extremely tiny one that slid out. Huh. It wasn't something like that. <laughs> it,
1: was, it was like you could put a fish in here, you close it up the drawer, and then it comes out again. And Interesting. Like... <laughs> now this was like a countertop thing that was like okay. it was the size of yeah. a microwave, but it cooked with hot instead of mystery. <laughs>
2: hot instead of science yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah i
1: understand um so anyway yeah in the palace of toaster ovens which has now been thoroughly vindicated um christy has assured everyone that uh mom and watson are so relaxed at weekends that they can go downstairs and eat breakfast in their pajamas honestly and everyone is like wow this is so decadent and exciting (laughs) formal dress is not required
2: I mean, I like to get dressed before I leave my room and go to breakfast. That's because when I'm in my room, my clean clothes are already there. Whereas if I go downstairs in my pajamas, who knows when I'm going to get around Mm, to getting dressed. Good point. Well, that's more of a practicality thing. The one thing I have remarked on in this chapter Mm -hmm. is that Christy, everybody really woke up after that, including Christy, who had burrowed like a mole under her fluffy pink quilt. And I just, my note on that is, no, she doesn't. (laughs) She does not have a fluffy pink quilt.
1: <laughs> no, do you know what it is? Because they have so many people over, somebody's borrowed her regular blanket, and she's on yes. like a backup quilt that they got out of the linen closet.
0: I will buy that. It's like Thank a you. like a a, a a red socks themed quilt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's her normal yes. one. Oh, really?
3: Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, there's probably a closer sports team that I, I don't know. it would make sense, but we never, ever hear about it. So we don't know what sports team Christy supports. She just <laughs> so. supports the concept of athleticism. <laughs> she supports, <laughs> she supports a team that has a fluffy pink logo. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Whatever baseball team it is, that one. This is something Nanny made and it's in the back of the hot press for sleepovers and Christy is using it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's her.
2: This is perfect. I will I will accept that because I was just like, mm-hmm. No. Christy does not have a fluffy pink quilt but <laughs> by her own choice.
1: Um, so the girls all pile downstairs in their pajamas and their like streaked mascara from the night before and are appalled to be confronted by boys. <laughs> not just Christy's older brothers, Charlie and Sam, but some guy who allegedly looks like a movie star. Uh, which I love that how this is just the only metric for attractiveness in this like Logan looks like Cam Geary that's all you need to know this guy looks like a movie star that's all you need to know that's just how boys are handsome
0: did you notice that
1: Logan has
0: like distinctly been downgraded from not like movie star handsome to probably not movie star handsome I know this is like not Marianne's point of view but
1: I think it was always mainly Marianne who thought he was movie star handsome yeah. And I think f- maybe familiarity has bred contempt with Logan. <laughs> He's just some guy now. <laughs>
0: Poor Logan. Yeah. Once you've seen him potty training a babysitting charge, you know, <laughs> you still love yeah.
1: him, but the romance isn't there. <laughs> exactly. So the girls are all absolutely mortified that boys are seeing them looking less than presentable. Um, but as Charlie and Sam introduce the girls to their new friend Travis, who has just moved to Stony Brook. Um, he leans over and shakes hands with Don. And she is absolutely swept away by the ludicrousness of this gesture. Uh, she's like, no one my age shakes hands, do they? But somehow it seemed just right when Travis did it. Um, um, just her, not the yes. other girls. Yeah. Yep. That's not weird. Oh, Travis. Fucking Travis. Then she's like, <laughs> is that granola you're eating? Uh, which even she acknowledges is a very bad conversational opener. And he's like, that's right. <laughs> it's practically the state food in California. And Don almost collapses at the idea that he too is from California because that's so <laughs> rare and unusual and special.
0: I mean, it probably is in a small town in Connecticut. It's quite a good thing to start a conversation over at breakfast, actually, considering it's not going to be scintillating at that time of day. And also it could yeah. be just like, is that granola you're eating? Is there more? Can I have some? Like, it's perfectly normal.
1: It's just quite clear if it is granola or if it isn't. Like, Yeah, but it's more of a like... Like, as, as
2: Carnies there, it's like, oh, is that granola you're having? I'll have some. Yeah. Than an actual question about the nature of your <laughs> breakfast food. I
1: think I'm picturing Dawn with more of a deer in the headlights. That- oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Nola? she
2: probably did and was not that smooth. And she probably did just, like, genuinely ask is that granola <laughs> um, when in fact she knows exactly what granola is uh, like.
1: but I only I eat granola I'm an
0: individual <laughs> I am the only Californian in this village <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, I, I mean it would be kind of more fun as well for the deer in the headlights thing if she lost the run of herself and just took the granola and started eating it
1: <laughs> <laughs> or if like he was very clearly eating bacon and <laughs> 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 <It's> just <laughs> is that granola no,
0: it's steak and eggs. I, I'm not sure how you got confused. <laughs> In many ways, the book would have been better if that had happened. Don had just been like, I made an arse of myself.
1: <laughs> Let's never speak of this again. Yes. We would all yeah. have dodged some bullets. Um mm. so yeah, Don genuinely wants to sit down and talk about nutrition with Travis. Um I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there now. I cannot remember this fucker's name. I've been calling him in my head Kevin and Trevor all week. It's a five letter name with a V in it, and like I'm gonna call him Kevin and/or Trevor. So just okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> we'll remember
2: that he's Travis. Yeah. his name is relevant because exactly. I ended up looking it up on the U.S. Social Security website <gasps> where they they do baby name I, tracking. I know why you so did this. I know you know why you did this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I look forward to that uh, um, break for some 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 real facts mm-hmm. <laughs> later on
2: Ooh, statistics are we getting demographic facts not 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 a lot of demographic facts no i I, I didn't bother <laughs> to do actual maths I, I'm very tired God, but, I but doubt yeah. your
1: commitment to this podcast <laughs> I'm here you have a whole <laughs> I have 37 weeks pregnant and I'm here exactly you have a whole three weeks in which to do math. <laughs> i don't know what else you could be doing with this time you're not at work anymore so (laughs) okay i'm sorry i'm sorry for tormenting you (laughs) um so yes the other girls are absolutely horrified at the thought of sitting through breakfast with these boys so Claudia and marianne announced that they've all left a bunch of electric curlers switched on in the bathroom and they have to go back upstairs to prevent a house fire (laughs) um (laughs) shout out to marianne foreshadowing house fires i love spotting that Uh, what oh
0: yeah are they i i have to assume that that hasn't been planned like 60
1: books no it's 100% (laughs) unintentional i just like it when marianne and don mention house fires (laughs) (laughs) my headcanon is that this is all an elaborate hint (laughs) so they go upstairs and shower and get dressed and don hilariously spends an hour like, stressing over her outfit and decides she wants to look casual but gorgeous and then puts on the only clothes that she had brought with her anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, I finally settled on a pet... No, you didn't finally settle. It's a sleepover. I mean, it's great that you brought some clean clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. It's impressive. I didn't at the age of 13. No.
0: I finally decided not to requisition clothing from my friends, (laughs) whether they liked it or not.
2: (laughs) I mean... The only people who are going to have extra clothes will maybe stay. She or Claudia might have a couple of options, but, like, it's a one-night sleepover. She would have to borrow Christie's clothes.
1: <laughs> Primed for seduction.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: putting on the good turtleneck. <laughs> the turtle part of it is an inch lower than some of your other turtlenecks. It's very sexy.
3: Ooh.
1: So, yeah, she goes downstairs and confronts travis um while eating an apple and they talk about how they both like the ocean (laughs) Uh, and then travis advises her that she should always wear blue because it brings out the color of her eyes just like that self-same ocean he's a poet at this point i felt the bile in my throat for the first and far from the last time
2: (laughs) i well i did get annoyed by the whole missing the ocean conversation it's like study is coastal yeah you literally got lost at sea. a plot point like three books ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, the Atlantic is just, it can't compete with the Pacific because it's not free-spirited and individual and...
0: It's not into health food. It's cold. And I suppose it's slightly warmer where Dawn is based, but... No, sorry, that's a stupid comment. You can cut the whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't defend them. They're being insufferable. No. Sorry, I'm being... I'm, I shouldn't devil's advocate just because it's there. <laughs>
2: I'm assuming that the real issue is that, like, where Connecticut goes, it, it it were yeah, it would be into a sound rather than into the actual out to the open ocean. So I kind of get it, sort of, but it's it's still
1: stupid. They shouldn't have put that in the book. Yeah, yeah, I still think they're being pretentious. I,
0: I mean, having an incredibly banal conversation with your crush is like that is good fodder for comedy
1: (laughs) yes but (laughs) i'm gonna rip the piss out of them for that yeah (laughs) but this is being played straight yes
0: but i suppose even dawn being like oh my god we had this amazingly deep conversation about granola and the ocean like it was you just you (laughs) had to be there you you don't understand what it was like no one has had this experience before (laughs) i mean that's that's kind of legit if travis wasn't an enormous creep also when i hear the name travis i picture the drummer from Blink 182. <laughs> who's festooned with like piercings and like <laughs> tattoos and is also incongruously the age that he is now, surrounded by all these teenagers, including <laughs> Sam and Charlie, who
1: are just randomly friends with the drummer from Blink 182. So why not? <laughs> I pictured the entirety of the band Travis. Also <laughs> who were Scottish and very boring.
2: Scottish with, with short Mohawks yeah and killed. yeah i pictured travis McElroy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the least obnoxious option but he is like nearly 40 so yeah and he's a disembodied voice so that's that too <laughs> <laughs> he's just not present at all <laughs> well okay so we have a choice between the drummer from blunk 182 an entire scottish sort of soft rock band and a middle-aged theatrical carpenter with purple hair There are many inappropriate Travises, and Dawn is only obsessed with this one. She asks Marianne if, do do you not think that Travis is the most gorgeous boy in the world? And Marianne's like, well, I kind of have the hots for my existing age-appropriate boyfriend, Logan, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, And Dawn is very underwhelmed by this answer. (laughs) Uh, Marianne tries to talk some sense into her and points out that like he's in high school and whatnot, but Dawn is solidly in LUV at this point and does not want to hear it.
2: (laughs) Marianne's very sensible like
1: she is.
2: Reminder, like, even if you like him he is in high school he, he, he there's no
1: he may not like you back Marianne is full of sensible advice in this and it, all of it falls on deaf ears <laughs> yes. she's trying her best next chapter is a babysitter's club meeting um don is desperately hoping that somebody will bring up travis so that she can like grill christy for more information on him <laughs> eventually yeah christy says that charlie is going to be late collecting her from the meeting and don's like oh is he out with travis um and christy goes uh no he's at the dentist getting a cavity filled and don's like hmm, so how is he anyway and christy provides further updates on Charlie's cavity which is hilarious <laughs> I was like I don't care about Charlie's fucking teeth tell me about Travis I like I feel that Christy is fully
0: in the right on this one and that like Dawn trying to manipulate the conversation round is just I'm just there like oh stop someone turned the hose
1: on dawn like <laughs> yeah dawn is being a pain in the ass but she is being believably 13 like oh, yeah. this is extremely true to how a 13 year old with a giant crush would act but like yes this is this is impolite behavior this is not christy being
0: obtuse this is christy making the obvious and like reasonable assumption that when you say oh how is he she's asking about the brother with the dental problem not <laughs> <Yes>. the randomer
2: <laughs> the last mentioned person in the conversation with whom she has had like more than one interaction. Yeah. <laughs> who is going for a medical procedure.
0: That's that's who you would be asking about there. Yeah. And also how would Christy fucking know how Travis
1: is? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Isn't that what she says? Yeah, when she
2: asks no, I mean Travis and Christy is like, how should I know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Christy hasn't even noticed if he's been back to her house. Christy's like, I don't know there were some guys playing basketball and on is <laughs> apoplectic that Christy didn't notice if one of them was Travis or not. <laughs> Again, this is violently bringing me back to like, secondary school. This is extremely mm-hmm. how teenagers act and that's why it's nice to not be a teenager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then they get a call from the Hobarts who need a babysitter for Johnny, Matthew and James Hobart because, shockingly, Ben Hobart is taking Mallory to the movies. That's right. Mallory has a date. It's totally not a date, she insists, but they definitely have a date. <laughs> Dawn wishes she had a date with Travis.
0: Yes, I know. It's like, I, I feel kind of like, Vin, l, ha, ha, Mallory is having a, a moment here where like the older babysitter is like, oh, I don't have a date. And Mallory's like, look at me. I'm 11 and I'm going to the cinema with a yeah. boy.
3: <laughs> i good, yes. yeah, good, good for her. Yeah,
0: good for Mallory. Mallory. Even if it's not a date date, which I would not have been able to cope with a date date at 11. Or 13. Or probably 15.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. Irish people, as we have discussed, do not date. So we don't really know what a date involves. And <laughs> definitely didn't at 11. But good for Mallory. It sounds yeah. like she's going to have an enjoyable afternoon and some popcorn. So <laughs> Yes, that's great. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Um, yes, they ride home. Dawn is thinking more about Mallory going on a date and how she wishes she was the one going on a date and what would she wear and would she eat pizza with Travis. And um, Marianne accuses her of being in another world and Dawn says, I really was in another world, a world filled with just two people, myself and Travis. Mm. Yeah, this is full on boy crazy Stacy level doofus behavior. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When Dawn
0: goes, she goes hard. Yep. <laughs> Whether it's into... Be romance or
1: gaslighting.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> romance or psychological manipulation. Yes. She goes for it 100%. Whichever it is.
1: She's going genre. Last time she went thriller. This time she's going romance. I look forward to the next Dawn book, which will presumably be hard sci fi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could be good.
1: Dawn and the Time Machine. <laughs>
0: amazing yeah i suppose we've had horror so like yeah
1: the next morning dawn wakes up uh with an exciting feeling but then she admits that the last time she woke up with an excited feeling knowing that it was going to be an important day it was the day that claudia broke her leg at betsy sobach's house so uh she doesn't want to get her hopes up which is hilarious <laughs> i like that yep. i know
2: so it's more of an interesting times sense yes, yes exactly exactly
1: <laughs> things are afoot there's a doing's a transpiring <laughs> so she and marianne are at the front raking leaves off the gigantic lawn and a car pulls up and out gets a terrific looking boy not just any terrific looking boy though it's travis Oh, dun, dun, dun. so marianne um tactfully bails and goes back into the house to leave don and travis alone which as an adult and a mother i wish she hadn't done but as someone who was once a teenager, I understand that she's doing her sister a solid, and I have to view it in that light. Just, just rake leaves far away, you know.
0: <laughs> you can give them like auditory privacy so they can talk, but you yeah. can still be within view. Like it's not that hard to do it.
1: You've got your headphones on and everything. Yeah,
2: famously a big lawn. It's, it's it just made a big fuss about that. Just go rake leaves in the far corner. <laughs>
1: This yeah. isn't Logan, Marianne. <laughs> so yeah, Travis has driven over there to hang out with Don, and this is when the red flags really start fluttering because, like, that's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So he he's mainly come over to talk about his car. Uh, he tells her that it's all his and it has fifty thousand miles on it. She has no idea if that's good or bad. Um, she he tells her all about. The paint on it. I don't know. Is it the paint or the varnish? Then he tells her how to wash a car and dry it so that it doesn't get water spots. Uh, and Donna's like, oh, okay. I had never thought about water spots before, but Travis made them sound almost interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost interesting is the best she can do even though she's head over heels in L.U.B. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. I, I love that, yeah, he is just so instantly insufferable, and her brains have instantly leaked out her ears. And she's like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. polish it with an old Terry Cloth towel, you say. Thank you. You're so learned. He's so <laughs> obnoxious here. No. He's so obnoxious. <laughs> He's
0: awful in this conversation. Really Just awful. Lecturing
2: her on car maintenance, like
1: unasked. <laughs> like he's literally just a walking talking stereotype it's amazing he's like something you would see screenshot on twitter yes
0: and he keeps interrupting her as well like he'll ask her a question and then um so tell me how do you like stony brook middle school oh i think it's great i began all my friends are there that's nice he cut in i make friends easily too a lot of people think it's tough to change schools but not for me i make friends wherever i go and then he interrupts her the next response (gasps) i know yeah To
2: brag about himself. Yes. He interrupts her to brag about himself. (laughs) This is every single Twitter thread about a bad first date, overheard bad first. Yes. It
1: is. It's It's really really bad. Yeah, he tells her that he was invited to join five clubs the debate club, the drama club, the pep club, the computer club, and the Latin club. And Don's (laughs) like, oh, yeah. The Latin club is all girls. No wonder. And once they found out I play soccer and tennis, they drafted me on the spot. What this tells me is that they're short of soccer and tennis players and they just want somebody who can like fill a uniform. I read this as like, um, I was like, the Latin club drafted you?
0: I was like, (laughs) yeah, the Latin club be like, hoc opus tennis ludio ludius pro nostra (laughs) ordinatione.
1: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Do you want to translate for that for those of us who didn't do transition your Latin? <laughs> no, i just leave it there. <laughs> okay, just let it hang. All right. The the rest of us ignoramai can just wallow in our... I I know. I Google translated that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I'm just bigging you up.
0: No, I... Yeah. Uh, so it, that's just like the old, this all-lady old Latin club, like, sitting around going, oh we need this tennis player for our club
1: (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's what they're gonna do
0: i yeah i misread it it actually says and once they found out i play soccer and tennis um that's the school i guess travis assumes she's gonna know that Um, i'm just i'm just having trouble following his whole narrative about himself like
1: (laughs) the main point is that he's the best at everything ever that's all you really need to know Then he tells her that the coaches for the basketball and football teams had, like, a custody battle over him. (laughs) Um, And Don, like, consciously throws in a little laugh to show that she's getting into the spirit of this conversation.
2: (laughs) Oh, Don. No, honey. No.
1: Then he turns up with gifts for her. Uh, He has brought her a blue necklace and two blue hair combs. And then he tells her... That he saw a girl on TV who wore blue hair combs like this. And then he styles her hair and puts the combs in it. And it's vertigo. He's trying to vertigo her. It's so creepy. (laughs) The
2: worst part of that is he introduces these by going, well, that's enough about me. Let's talk about you. And then he doesn't ask her anything about herself or let her talk. He just gives
1: her a present. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about you and how I could do your hair better. Yeah. Then... He looks critically at her hair and tells her that she should get a few inches off to give her hair more lift mm-hmm. and urges her to think about it for his sake. Uh, and Dawn is like, for me, I nearly slid off the step. I knew that Travis must be really interested in me or never would have gone to all this trouble.
2: <sighs> yeah, it's this conversation that I have highlighted a random line with like nothing but 10 flag emojis. Yeah, I had
1: a lot of flag emojis in this chapter. <laughs>
0: yeah we we don't get any indication of like what travis's deal is who who is he why is he here all of a sudden um like all we get is his own version which i suppose is kind of interesting i assume travis is rich because he
1: keeps buying her crap and he has his own um, car so
0: and he has his own car and he has a general kind of i'm so he's extraordinarily entitled i can afford all the this- sports coach yeah
2: he is not a person who has struggled
0: <laughs> no yeah i feel like the book is too inclined to explain it as oh he just wants to remake you in his image I'm like i don't think that's the only thing that's going on here guys <laughs> that's like yeah let's not over oversimplify things okay <laughs> I, I
2: i think there are reasons that given that this book is sort of didactic in nature and aimed at preteens that anna and martin did hmm. simplify things that yeah. way but yeah
1: Yeah, she went with the most general, he's going to pressure you into doing things that aren't authentic to what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. And went for the most kind of uncontroversial low stakes iteration of that.
0: Yes. It's it's just that everyone keeps going like, oh, this is like my fair lady. It's so like Pygmalion. I'm like, that's not what it, it doesn't matter how many times you say that <laughs> that's not the picture that you're giving in the actual text yes <laughs> um you can you can pretend to flag that up all you like but um it <laughs> you've actually just given us a portrait of somebody who is controlling and probably abusive um and I know that like wanting to make somebody over in their desired images is. He is certainly part of that but it's it's not the only thing that's going on here yeah uh-huh.
2: agreed agreed but i i do see why that yeah. wasn't spelled out uh,
0: yes it's like he's grooming you for sex is probably more like what he's doing here than uh, yeah he, what he sees he's used as, as a project he's not share from clueless <laughs> like
1: yeah. i think that this is a very sort of you know intro to this concept for 11 year olds mm. mm. yeah i i do i do agree with that i just feel like when you reread it it's um the
0: the 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 depths are what's like standing out to be the the
2: the implicit like yeah the, the the writing of how what this guy is like mm-hmm. is is more in depth than the yeah. The the show is 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 more, way more in depth than the tell. Yes,
3: that's yes, yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Which is is a good thing, frankly, and I yes. can understand why they could not have the explicit tell match that in a book aimed at eleven year olds. Yeah, sure, sure, or at least not this sort of book aimed at eleven year olds.
0: That that's fair. Um, so I think it's the the excessive lamp shading of it's so like my fair lady, and also that's literally what Anna Martin calls out in her outro as well yeah. as like
1: <laughs> and marianne calls it out in the text as well she's like yes that yeah. she's the
0: one who's obsessed with pygmalion yeah <laughs> like come on it's that's there, there's a lot of stuff going on in pygmalion <laughs> as well but not it's not this anyway yeah sorry continue go on. i've, I've said
1: my bit <laughs> <laughs> so horrifyingly don immediately uh summons marianne to cut her hair and yeah it sucks Mm-hmm. uh yeah next chapter Jessie is babysitting the hobart boys the perkins girls have turned up to be theatrical uh <laughs> we we hear a lot more about <laughs> mariah's legendary singing and dancing abilities um she has perfect pitch she sounds just like someone you'd see on tv she knows all the words she can sing on the good ship lollipop and she knows tomorrow from annie by heart that is <laughs> A little underwhelming. <gasps> oh, you know what that is? Um, the this is
0: Mary Lou Kennedy showing she's done her homework because those are the two Ooh. songs that Mariah tr- uh, worked on for the oh, talent show. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> she's like, I know two songs that Mariah knows. <laughs> Check <laughs> it out, Anne.
2: <laughs> like I've read the other books. Yeah, I mean, which is good, going. Yes. Like they need to have. Yes. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so the Hobart boys and the Perkinses. Uh, And the Perkins' dog, Chewy, are putting on a play. James Hobart has written an entire play by himself um, and they've been rehearsing it. I'm very impressed at their, like, work ethic. (laughs) They they do multiple (laughs) rehearsals to this. So they're rehearsing the play out in the yard and this little shit called Zach turns up. Uh, Zach was in the book that we skipped, uh, Christy and the Secret of Susan, where he had a starring role bullying an autistic girl. Zach is interesting because he he is directly introduced to be a baddie yeah. he has no
0: subtlety um, even Jenny Prezioso who's uh, apart from that as the worst of the children is still like uh, uh, somewhat multifaceted but that's not <laughs> what Zach is here for, he's just there to be yeah. a shithead. <laughs> he's just a shithead Yeah, uh, I don't think he gets
1: a redemption arc. <laughs> I, I sincerely hope not. Um so he turns up and yells at James Hobart for having written a play and rehearsing a play with girls and basically is a real shit and tells James that uh, that if he wants to become a proper American, he has to become more masculine. He has to hang around with the other guys and skateboard more and stop hanging out with girls.
2: Also, he shouldn't call his mother mum. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, he he's going to do this
0: in every scene that we see him in. Yeah. for the rest of the book as well. Um, yeah. I've got real questions about why the babysitters don't, like, intervene in this. If if I'm hanging out with a bunch of kids and a neighbour comes over and is misbehaving, if they want to interact with the kids I'm in charge of, I feel fully empowered to tell them to stop doing things. Yes. Like, or possibly to fuck off, or maybe to turn the hose on them, which um, <laughs> yeah. seems to be my uh, recurring advice for this like, book. <laughs> the only thing is that, like,
2: Jesse... Like, thought it was really mean of Zach to call Susan uh, a a loser
1: and Mm -hmm. said so. Like, we've seen this a lot in these books where, like, someone is babysitting X kid and then Y kid turns up and is a dick and the babysitter doesn't really step in. And, like, the only justification I can see is that maybe they feel like it's overstepping their bounds to discipline a kid that they're not. Mm. hired to look after like this isn't a client's kid you could do that but you could also do
0: things like okay thanks bye Zach uh you have to leave now (laughs) you know you don't have to be on the property which I'm here like nobody invited you go home immediately
1: like they absolutely should do that but I think that might be a lot harder to do if you're a kid and you're not sure of like what you're what your entitlements are in this situation. Yeah, that's true. I do forget that I'm 37. Plus, he
2: also possibly is literally just, like, barely in the front gate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he's the worst
0: and we hate him. His parents presumably are the, uh, the unnamed racists that we never actually meet, but we know that live in. (laughs) <laughs> in, yeah. in this town because uh, none of the characters that we know and like could ever be racist but obviously there are some. Someone so. is.
1: I've also had canon that he's the little shit who tried to like uh, ransom Tigger when he was missing Yes. Uh, with, like, and he didn't even have
0: Tigger he was yes. just extorting yeah, money exactly. Yeah no I think that's probably quite that's probably quite correct actually
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I think all the evil in this town is down to Zack and his shitty family <laughs> I buy it there's so many
0: books where there's like random shitty person shows up with no name in like chapter eight, and then the author later on is like, oh, that person's useful. Let's give them a name and a backstory. And Lea, I think that's what yes. happened to Zach.
1: Yeah. Zach turns up and is the worst mm-hmm.
2: president of the local junior misogynist. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, he 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 makes the triplets look good. He's such a yeah. shit. <laughs> Nikki would be yep. like, Zach, that's a bit much now. Yeah. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> Um, next chapter Dawn is coming out of school and who do they see but Travis oh. in his car and I, yeah I feel like if you utter the sentence I'm going to drive over to the middle school to see this girl I've been seeing yeah, mm-hmm. that is the point at which you need to stop <laughs> Like mm-hmm. this, this is not yep. these are not two actions that should combine in the same sentence or chain of decisions. Travis is creeping outside the middle school and offers Dawn <laughs> a ride and says, Ugh. he says that he's going birthday present shopping for his dad and would Dawn like to come with him? Um, And Dawn is aware that she should check with her parents or check with her mom or tell Richard where she's going to be but uh, she'll just get Marianne to do it and off she goes. Mm. Um. Travis takes her to the hardcore surfing shop, which even though Don, as established, knows quite a bit about sailing, says that like this surf and sail shop is too in-depth even for her and she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's definitely
0: rich. This is like one yes. of the really um, uncreatively named boutiques in Sweet Valley. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: surf and sail. The surfing and sailing
0: <laughs> shop. Yeah, the, the shops in Stony Brook have like a bit of thought put
1: into the name, <laughs> Normally, yes. Um. So yes, Travis buys his dad a compass, which, yeah, these are definitely posh people.
0: Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not only rich people, but they're posh people. Only posh people yes, buy their dad a compass true. as a birthday present. So Travis admits that he didn't actually want her input on gift shopping for his dad. He just wanted an excuse to hang out with her. Um. So he announces that they're going to the burger place for lunch. Oh no! In
2: fact, he starts for the car, grabs her elbow, and steers her towards the burger place.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of low key kidnapping her here,
2: and then tells her that you know they were going to stop for a snack and then do more shopping. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. and then he orders for her.
0: I've never ever been in a circumstance where I've seen or even heard anybody else describe being in a circumstance where someone has ordered for you. That seems like that is not ever going to have a good result. No. Why? Like, Like, the only possible reason you could do that would be if somebody said, literally, I don't know anything about this food. Yeah. And I don't know what I'll like. Can you pick something? You wouldn't... Like, if you do that for somebody... If you assume you can order food for them, like... I'm sorry, you're just a dickhead. There's no other reason
1: yes. to do that. I mean, also the fact that like, it's not like they're going out for like high-end sushi or something. They've literally gone to a diner and he's <laughs> like, I'm a real foodie. I, I know what's good on the menu here. <laughs> Grilled cheese sandwiches, baby. Let me see the wine list. <laughs> I've been married to my
2: husband for, um, for almost nine years. We, we lived together for like eight, like, oh no. A long time before then. Five or six years before then? Mm -hmm. He doesn't order for me and he knows the food I like. He'd do a decent job of it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's just weird. Travis, I clearly saw this in a movie. Possibly Pretty Woman. Or he watched his skeevy dad do it. Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) As a picky eater, Mm. if somebody ordered for me, somebody I barely knew tried to order for me, like
0: that's it i'm walking out yeah this is this is the controlling behavior part of it because first of all like that's a dumb thing to do for anybody ever and it's just going to be socially awkward but secondly he he's like so many of the things he does around dawn are clearly to see how far he can get away with it yes um and like what she's gonna allow um and also possibly just to be like this 13 year old is like letting me do all sorts of stuff yeah and
1: all of that is so terrible. <laughs> oh. And like, it's kind of heartbreaking, like, because she actually, she knows she doesn't want him to order for her. She's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what I like to eat. And should I say that I'm a vegetarian? And like, she chickens out of saying that she's a vegetarian. And then by a fluke, he orders something she can eat. So she's like, oh, that's okay. And oh it's like... God. Jeez. No, it's not, yeah, it's she, not okay. She knows she's not comfortable in this situ- situation, and she's going along with it. Also, she knows he's boring as fuck because he launches into a monologue about trying out for the track team, and like, <laughs> even she can't bring herself to listen to him. She just like sits and like admires how handsome he is. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> nobody can put up with his stories. <laughs> <laughs> then he brags about how he's the only one who can understand what the football coach is saying, and then he he does the stereotypical thing where he like arranges the salt and pepper to describe how everyone was on the (laughs) the playing field do you know that's what people do for the offside rule yeah
0: and the one time i have had someone explain the offside rule to me um it was the only person i know who understands the offside rule and she did use um, stuff off the table and it was my mother who's actually quite good at football or at least <laughs> watching football and I was like wow that's cool and I, I guess it must actually you must need props to explain this
2: I think you do for the offside rule <laughs> I've never seen anyone attend explain it I have occasionally had an explanation of the offside rule and briefly understood it and immediately forgot Mm, it. mm -hmm. And those explanations have always involved props.
1: Yes, (laughs) they kind of have to. I think someone explained it to me while watching a match and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I don't know why people make such a fuss about it. Maybe it makes more sense when you're watching a match. Probably, yes. (laughs) The the actual men are the the props.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're doing the thing.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, All right, we then get like, Further into Red Flag City, um, (laughs) they go back into the downtown area and Travis takes her into some shop called the Merry-Go-Round. And he takes her to a spinny display of earrings and (laughs) picks out some earrings that he says he thinks would be just right for her. And she's figuring out which uh, ear piercings to wear them in. And he adamantly tells her that she needs to get more holes pierced in her ears. Even though she has plenty of holes already in her ears. Yeah,
2: she's two in each year.
1: Uh, But he's decided she needs three in each year. And they could probably go get it done right now. And Dawn, like, thankfully stands up and says, like, she's not really sure she wants to do that. And she's aware that Travis is a bit annoyed with her because he sucks so Mm -hmm. much. Well,
0: because she said no to him. Yeah. um, And he doesn't care about the piercings. He wants to see what she'll do.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so she gets home and Marianne has told her mom and Richard that she was out shopping with Travis Mm -hmm. and her parents interrogate her about this and they're appropriately horrified um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that she has gone driving off with some rando 16 year old in a car that they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and Donna's like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. But, um, also possibly my mom is right about all of this, um, Yeah, she comes to that realisation quite early in the book, actually. We're
0: only about 40% of the way through the book and she's like, yeah. (laughs) She's already starting to recognise, yeah.
2: I mean, she's already spent a chunk of this date feeling very uncomfortable. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And pressured. Yeah. And And bored. Don't forget bored. Yes. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Well, the thing is I don't think she was actually bored. Yes, she was bored by what he was saying, but she's still sort of intoxicated by his presence. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. So she's not yet like, that hasn't faded enough for her to realise that he's a dickhead.
0: <laughs> yes. Yet. I quite like her being all like, he's so boring, but man, I enjoy looking at him. You know, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. there's something for me in this anyway. You know, the female gaze is a thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: if he was yeah. just a himbo, it would be fine.
0: Yeah. Yes. If he was a nice himbo, then great. Like, go have a non-burger with him every once in a while.
1: The <laughs> <Like>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon and Richard are absolutely, like, very annoyed they say that 16 is way too old. Uh, they couldn't possibly have enough in common. That he ought to... <laughs> Richard, uh, very Richardly, is like, he should make plans to see you and come by the house and meet the rest of your family. <laughs> and I'm like, Richard, bless your heart. I'm 100% on your side in this situation, but I think you're probably hoping for a bit too much there. <laughs> what do his parents do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What are his intentions? I was, I was thinking,
0: like... Um, it is a bit old fashioned sounding but then I thought back to being 13 and genuinely my only experience of going out unsupervised by my parents was in like group events with a bunch of girls like a flock (laughs) of us going into town with our pocket money and like it was all planned well in advance and like there was no yeah like if there were boys they would have been like you know absorbed into the gang type of thing i definitely was not going on dates at this age
1: and they also all would have been secretly gay so yeah so that was <laughs> that was fine like maybe that's what richard is hoping for he should come by and we should be able to use our gaydar on him <laughs> <laughs>
0: You may take this man to the prom. He has no <laughs> impure intentions. Yes. <laughs> you should also let him do your hair,
1: Marianne. Just... <laughs> oh my God. I just envisioned a really wholesome alternate version of this where like, he actually just wants to like, do some queer eye magic on them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, like, it could have been so much more funny and wholesome. It's like, yes. it is. It's like Clearless again. It's <laughs> yeah, Sharon, yes. her, her, her mate. Um, but no, it's, it's not like that. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
1: so Sharon absolutely has the wiggins at the fact that um, Travis, Keith, Trevor, Kevin um, has been showering her with gifts (laughs) and I really like that she brings that up as a red flag because it absolutely is. Yes, it is. It's love bombing. Um, Yeah. Then the parents start arguing over whether this is the absolute worst thing ever or just like the third worst thing ever. So Don <laughs> leaves them to it. Um, and- <laughs> A wise decision. <laughs> yes. She tries to get mad at Marianne for having told them where she was and with whom. And Marianne is like, yeah, but I kind of had to. And I think you know that. And Don's like, okay, yeah, you kind of did. And Marianne's
2: also like, also, you know, I can't lie to save my life.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Dawn's like... True, I do know
0: that. <laughs> she also wasn't given instructions to lie. No. She just like, Dawn just went off and yeah. Marianne is like, yeah. oh, I guess, you know.
1: <laughs> so yeah, thankfully Dawn is very reasonable here. She does not mm-hmm. go like, well, you're getting gaslit again, bitch. <laughs> she acknowledges that like Marianne Sort of did what she had to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, then she reflects about how Logan is really dependable. He came over to see Marianne after school as arranged and brought a toy for Tigger just like he had promised. <laughs> Good old Logan. old oh, <laughs> Logan. He may look like an inferior level of movie star, but at least he's not a pervert. <laughs> he's a B-list movie star.
0: Good old age-appropriate dependable logan (laughs) who sits on the porch because he knows he's not allowed in the house
2: (laughs) exactly and is a reliable babysitter (laughs) which is the main
0: thing you should be looking for in a man absolutely i mean i genuinely think that marianne would have like less interest in him if they didn't have the professional connection
1: i think so well they have to have shared interests other than like Hmm. granola and the ocean yeah.
2: Being, being a reliable
1: baby isn't a bad proxy
2: yes, for yeah. some, like, positive personality traits that are good to have in
1: a partner. He's sensible, he's safe, he's practical, he's kind to younger, defenseless creatures. Like, Yeah, he knows how to get a stuck hand out of the... The the, the bath drain. <laughs>
0: drain. <laughs> when it's Jackie Rudowski. Yeah. It's kind of like having a CV, to be honest. Like, exactly. Yeah.
1: It speaks very well of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis does not have any interests other than allegedly being fought for by all the sports teams. And I very much doubt literally any of this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So things are awkward over at the Spear Schaefer house.
0: Sorry, just while we're talking about um Logan, this is a bit where I feel like Logan is has been slightly downgraded. Because <laughs> um, like uh-huh. Dawn is like, oh, you know, you know travis and um then they talk about logan and she's like you really like him don't you i said even though i knew what her answer would be of course i do marianne blushed a little i guess that seems silly to you he's not exciting like travis I'm like mm. D- marianne are you just humoring dawn here because like- yes definitely 100 <laughs> <Yes. 100%. Yep.
2: laughs> this this book actually features the legendary often mentioned yet rarely seen extremely sensitive and tactful Marianne
0: (laughs) yeah okay I'll 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 buy that to about halfway through okay (laughs) I think towards the end Marianne's like hit rate falls off somewhat but (laughs) that's
3: fair yeah no that's fair
2: (laughs) but like you know for a lot of it she actually is being very sensitive to Dawn's feelings very tactful how she expresses things but like fully aware of the situation She's yeah. like, this guy's a douchebag and I know it.
0: But my sister has really fallen but for him. Don
2: has got a crush on him and there is no point. She's not going to listen. Yeah. yeah. She's so. <laughs>
1: concerned but trying not to be, not, not to make Don defensive. Um, and I think she, Exactly. Yeah, she is being mm. quite tactful. But yeah, I mean, even Don then reflects that, like, maybe the fact that Travis is exciting and full of surprises isn't actually great.
0: Yeah. She, she really has picked up on that quite early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we next get a chapter of Christy babysitting at her house. There's not a lot going on in this chapter, except for one thing that I love, which is that the kids are playing camping
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they need to have an emergency signal in case anyone gets like killed in an avalanche or eaten by bears. <laughs> so they pull out a set of fake teeth and do Morse code by clicking the teeth. <laughs> I cracked up at this.
0: <laughs> it is so I cute. Think- The Ghost Rider had fun with this chapter. This is just like zany babysitting at Karen's house antics. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was also a delightful Morbida Destiny segment um, where uh, her real name is Mrs. Porter, but Karen is convinced that she's a witch. She lives in an old Victorian house with gables and turrets. So far, so good. And she even keeps a broomstick on the front porch. Mrs. Porter is fucking trolling the kids next door. Yeah. One hundred percent. She's done that before, but there's no other reason to like, I'm just gonna place this here and let the kids come to their own conclusions. <laughs> this reminds me
2: of when my brother was small, we were at my cousin's house and he had gone next door with the over to play with the kids there. Mm-hmm. And he came home like looking really worried and near to tears he was probably only about four and he came like back to my aunt's and uncle's house like really concerned and near to tears and i was like what's wrong I like, i don't want to go back to their house their mommy is a witch and my mother was like why, why oh why do you say that honey and it was like she called her sweet brush a broom <laughs> oh
0: it's so cute yeah.
2: I'm just not to explain
0: about synonyms, you know. Do you ever feel like we're we're warning our kids about the wrong things? <laughs>
3: like, I, I don't
0: think we're warning them. I think they're deciding what the warnings are. They're not very good at that yet. Yeah, that's why they have to be supervised for every minute it, of their lives until they're yeah pre- at least eleven. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was gonna say yeah. So frankly, push and turgy for some of them. You know? yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Then you just hand them over to someone else.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're grad school, they're your problem now. <laughs> so we next get another chapter of the Hobart Perkins theatrical production. <laughs> Zach turns up and is a little shit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he, he polices James's gender presentation. And his American presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his performance of Americanness. He's full of shit and they hate him. Which
0: he's not trying to do at all because he's Australian. They are very Australian. Did we mention this before? They're like...
1: That's I think we have. Yeah, the, yeah. There's. The Hobarts are Australian because their name is Hobart. <laughs> they're like <laughs> yeah. the, the Melbourne family. family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. There's
2: the Hobarts, the Sydneys, the Melbournes, the Canberras, the <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs>
2: Cooper <Cooperpedies.
0: laughs> the Alice Springs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I yes, <guess>. they're hyphenated. <laughs> yes. <In> the
0: world. <laughs> no, that's Mrs. Alice Springs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, Zack sucks and i don't want to give him too much airtime mm-hmm. but uh dawn is watching them and with absolutely zero self-awareness she wonders why james goes along with zach's terrible behavior and pushiness and why does james let zach talk to him like that and why does he want to change just to please zach why can't he just accept himself the way he is it makes no sense and she's very disappointed in james <laughs> <laughs> then she does not apply this to anything else in her life
2: uh, and you yeah. know, even aside from the lack of self-awareness and the parallels to her own situation, that's a shitty attitude to have to a kid who's being
1: bullied. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talk about victim blaming. God, James, you're eight. Why don't you just man up? <laughs> God, James. Are we supposed to read Zach as being homophobic? Because he's making fun of James for being a theatre kid. Like, he really has an issue with James writing a play and doing a play. and like, With girls. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think there's always an element of homophobia in that sort of gender police. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone is deliberately trying to insert that into the text. I'm not sure homosexuality has come to Stony Brook <laughs> at
3: this stage <laughs> in
1: the narrative. I I don't know. Christie's pretty gay in this one, but, um, but Christie is pretty gay in this one. But like, but I'm wondering: are we supposed to see it as like you need to be more like me because? i'm right or is it you need to be more like me because if you're not like me you're too girly you're feminized at any rate even if there's no implication that you're going to grow up and want to have sex with men (laughs) you know yeah but you're doing theater stuff and like theater stuff is you know theater kid is like a you know it's a euphemism for
0: um yeah i i mean i would be wildly like surprised if unless zach has like an awakening in later (laughs) life he's gonna be a homophobe
1: when he grows up oh for sure he's definitely like like, bullshit kid to homophobe pipeline
2: yes (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think it's wrong to read it in there i I don't know if it was intentionally placed there but i don't think it's i don't think you're crazy to see it like yeah. yeah zach is a homophobe
1: i'm wondering if he's calling out what he sees what he has seen say his dad like berate in like effeminate men and is Mm -hmm. seeing that in James and is like picking up on that.
0: I think, yeah, the the contrast between theatre and sports, like the emphasis of like... The two genders. Subtract (laughs) theatre. Yes, (laughs) Yes, add sports, add more sports. I don't know why, but you should. Just skateboarding, whatever. I don't care.
1: There's some interesting ideas about acceptable manliness going on and like I'd like to sit Mary Lou down and ask how much of this was like intentional. <laughs> yeah. I I quite yeah. Both of
0: these guys are like just a big ball of terrible facets um that if you see somebody doing bits of this in milder ways you should be aware that that's what they're going to turn into. <laughs> Yes. If you think yeah. somebody's showing Travis symptoms or Zach symptoms, tell them, No, I'm not your Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting another hole in my ear and I'm gonna be in the play if I like <laughs> I don't
1: think telling someone that you're not their Eliza Doolittle will dissuade them from the opinion that you're too into theater. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know But you, you don't want you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you want them to fuck off. So That's that you true. Do musical theater.
1: Yeah, but they're not going to go, oh, well, that's me told.
0: <laughs> they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, I realise this is a difficult episode for you, Esther. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh Well, I'm, I'm only having to support theatre. They're not doing a musical, so. <laughs> Thankfully. And it's not Starlight Express. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next chapter, Um, they're at another club meeting and Christy is talking about how she went to the pool with Jackie Radowski hijinks ensued he got stung by a bee which is in no way his fault but anyway mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing was witnessed by a friend of Christie's brother Sam because he knows one of the lifeguards at the pool because she is a fantastic looking girl who is captain of the swim team at Stony Brook High yeah. <laughs> Christy casually mentions and then says oh yeah also she's been dating Travis for several weeks whatever <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, when you put it like that, Esther, it sounds gay. I mean,
2: it's the fact that Fantastic is an italic.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) I don't know her name, but she's this fantastic looking
1: girl who's captain of the swim team at Stony Brook High School. She's a 10. I literally don't know her name, but I know she's really hot. (laughs) She's in the top seven hottest
0: Stony Brook High School girls. Not that I... I have a list, but...
1: Dawn obviously is appalled. Uh, Nobody else has noticed her reaction. So she goes home and tries to think about possible other reasons why Travis might be dating this girl, like pretending to like her in order to charm his way onto the swim team. But no, that doesn't make sense because Travis is a phenomenal athlete, so he doesn't need to charm his way onto the swim team. He could just (laughs) swim his way onto the swim team. And she decides there's no explanation for any of this.
2: Well, she has a a possible alternative explanation is that Christy made a mistake. But no, she's mentioned by Travis by name. How many Travises could there be at SHS? <laughs> Ooh, have we got some demographics coming? Well, sadly, the US um, social security website where you get this information from is way less in-depth than the Irish Central Statistics Office one, <laughs> which goes Boo. year by year. It only goes decade by decade. What? Which is atrocious. All oh, trends can live and die in that time. Mm-hmm. I know, I think it's
0: terrible. You could lose the Madisons in that time, like... <laughs>
2: And like Ashley will go from being Spendled with a Y at the end to E E I G H. But anyway, Travis was the fifty fourth most popular boy's name in the US in the nineteen seventies. Okay, so we don't also have the yeah exaggerated the numbers and stuff. it's not as it's just that's quite a lot. Basically, up up your game, social security web devs, up your game. <laughs> so that was that's pretty damn popular, to be fair. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. there are probably multiple Travises at Stony Brook High School.
1: Aoife, I think it's Travi.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, in the in
0: between our last conversation about Travises, um I realized there's also a shitty Travis
1: in Clueless. Oh, yeah. He gets it turns his life around at the end it's fine he's
0: not shitty he's all right i thought he was the guy that um share is trying to hook ty up with no
1: that's elton no, that's elton oh As in mr elton oh, travis sorry. is the lovable stoner travis is, is oh um, yes is, sorry is is, is, is is mr martin the farmer
2: <gasps>
0: yeah oh yes yeah. sorry, sorry sorry i know you're gonna no.
2: know Emma better than better you know <laughs> clueless
0: so <laughs> mm, i wouldn't make that assumption <laughs> Okay, you know, I knew there was a, I knew there was a Travis, I just assigned him to the wrong name, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so he's not a shitty Travis, he's a, he's an exceptional He's just kind of a stoner. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. Yeah, but we, we've had so many Travises, there's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. My assumption is that there's, there's probably about as many Travises as there are Brandon's and Connor's, like, there's probably more than one. It's going to be like Rory in, like, Irish secondary school. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Or, like, Daniel's. Yeah, or Dave's. It's probably not as many as Dave's, there's, like every tom dick and harry is called dave like okay it's not it's not dave but yeah
2: no no but yeah very common name um and there's no way that he's the, the only mm-hmm. travis in school
1: he's the only travis that matters
2: this is true from Don's perspective
1: yeah dawn is like grinding her teeth and wailing over this and marianne is like oh does it bother you that travis totally has a girlfriend and is like, yes, it bothers me. And Marianne's like, well, then I wish, I wish Christy hadn't told you. <laughs> Marianne is maybe exercising a bit too much of a light touch here in pretending to be oblivious. <laughs> she, she then, I think she's trying to lay down some realistic truths here. But her phrasing is not good. She soft-pedals it too much. Yes. I think. Uh, she soft-pedals it and just kind of veers into downplaying it horribly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, Don, it's not the end of the world. I wish you weren't so unhappy about it, but he can take it anyone who wants to. It's not like you're going steady and she's closer to a- him in age. And Marianne is like, well, there's nothing wrong with him liking her too, which okay in a very very charitable i know i'm usually the one who isn't charitable karen is normally charitable about everyone's motives and i'm like all these people suck am i yeah you're normally way more charitable (laughs) i'm sorry
2: (laughs) what do i do do i just take the opposite stance to whoever spoke at last possibly or you just sort of average it okay i'll I'll take that
1: yeah that's fair maybe you side with each of us in turn for balance i'm not sure (laughs) I need need to track your uh, charitability compared to the two of us. Someone should do the metrics. Yes, we need a spreadsheet. Very charitably, Marianne is trying to point out that Don and Travis didn't have any kind of formal understanding and that Americans do this whole weird casual dating thing anyway. Uh, Uncharitably... Marianne is dismissing Don's hurt feelings because Marianne is the only one who has a steady boyfriend, and don't you forget it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's not like you had a steady boyfriend, like exactly. Logan. exactly. Have I mentioned Logan in this conversation yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't know how I go back and forth on how to read this.
2: I know I do think she's she's trying to balance like. Letting Dawn down, but doing it gently. Like, bringing the realism. Yeah. But... Yeah. I, no, I I think I know. She's, she's trying to not hurt Dawn's feelings, but also to remind Dawn of the truth. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to be able to do without hurting her feelings, so she messes it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, again, Dawn channels her anger outwards. Yay! <laughs> she does not bust out the chicken bone. So she decides to... to- <laughs> that it's time for this novel to take a sharp turn from romance to thriller she gets out of school early and she decides to go do some light stalking
0: yeah this
1: this novel is like
0: more positive about stalking as a uh, a method for resolving your social problems than i feel it should be
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah although i mean it does end in humiliation but it 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 gets results,
0: Demon. It. it does seem like a viable strategy. Yes, um, it, this feels very reminiscent of the previous Dawn Book in which she does things that you shouldn't do to other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it kinda works out in her favour. <laughs> which, yeah, fair play to the ghostwriter for like <laughs> Yeah, picking up on that.
1: Yeah, we have got some continuity. So yes, she scopes them out, she sees Travis with the as promised fantastic looking girl. So she follows them into town. Uh, almost getting run over by a garbage truck in the process and is like, no, I mustn't die. I'll never find out the truth if I die. (laughs) Which (laughs) is extremely teenage. Yes, very 13. She follows them. They go to the burger place where he brings all his girls. Uh, She is furious. Um, He is using exactly all the same maneuvers. The smiles, the tender looks. It was all so familiar. Travis was staring at her as if she were the only girl in the room. He had looked at me exactly the same way. He let her look at a menu, though.
0: That's true. Yeah. Maybe a 16-year-old would be more likely to call you out in your bullshit if you, um, like, <laughs> tried so. to order so. for them.
1: Yeah. So he takes her then to the merry-go-round and Don snarks hamburgers and pierced earrings. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> and she speculates that he might buy her the same earrings that he bought for her, uh, which would have been hilarious.
0: He's such a one-trick pony, isn't he? He
1: really is. <laughs> like, at this point, like... yep. My opinion of him was in the gutter, but also I'm disappointed at how unimaginative he is. He he really just has one date that he brings everyone on. Like, at least do them in sequence so that you can then be like, haha,
0: this is somewhere I like to take people on dates and not, this is somewhere I like to take all my concurrent girlfriends on dates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: You don't have to be that creative at 16. Like, we're not expecting Casanova.
1: (laughs) But I bet there's multiple lunch places
2: in town. (laughs) I was about to say, it's Stony Brook. Maybe there aren't that many lunch places.
1: I bet there's a fucking fantastic artisan cafe in the Civic Centre, though, with, like, local produce from local producers. Oh, I'm sure
2: there is. Jams
1: and chutneys out the wazoo in the 80s. What's the 90s now? It's just that well-funded, Karen. Mm. (laughs) They have sun-dried tomatoes like you wouldn't believe. It's 25 years ahead of the time. Okay. (laughs) It's really (laughs) well-funded. So... Don then follows them to the park. She's better at park stalking than Nancy Drew, because when <laughs> yes. Travis and his girlfriend sit down on a bench to make out, Don has the cop on to hide in a bus shelter, <laughs> and I respect her for that. Because Nancy Drew will just fucking stand there.
0: <laughs> Nancy Drew knows that the people she's following are too dim to notice <laughs> that she's standing behind them. That's true. This is true.
2: <laughs> also, we get a little reference book. Travis, I don't think Travis would be a good babysitter. No. When a group of little kids sat down next to them, Travis frowned and then laughingly pulled the redhead to her feet.
1: Yeah. They moved away from the kids. Yeah.
2: That's always a bad sign in Stony Brook.
1: Absolutely. It's the worst sign. So, yes, uh, they finish making out in the park. They go to the cinema and make plans to go to a future date. Uh, Dawn is irate. She goes home pondering... What, how this has all gone so wrong. Did Travis like this girl because she was his own age? Was I really too young, just like Richard had said? Was Travis annoyed with me because I hadn't taken his advice and had that third hole pierced in my ear? Oh my god. I know. Dawn. Poor Don. No matter how hard I tried to
0: explain things, my mind kept coming back to one point. Travis didn't care about me at all. How could I have been so mistaken about him? Yeah, so that's an option, Dawn. But the other option is that he knows you're there and he's doing it on purpose. And like... I don't think that subsequent events rule that out at all. Like Ooh. I think he's you know, I, I was I was waiting for Dawn to get caught. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh this is so embarrassing. Like just like the, the, the reflected cringe here. Wasn't there a moment where he almost saw her at the start? Any time that somebody almost sees you but you think
1: you got away with it in a book
0: they fucking saw you. <laughs> oh boy.
1: Yeah. This is a fascinating reading that had not occurred to me at
0: all. Travis is a prick. So yeah. Like what's Travis going to do? It's not off brand for him. He's not going to be like, Oh no, I've been caught. He's going to lean into it and be like, yeah. Check out my hot redhead swim team, captain lady. Yeah. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yikes. Oh wow. This got so much worse. <laughs> uh, next BSC meeting. Um, Christy is raving about Travis in her own way because he's on so many different sports teams.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I love that this is what Christy admires about him. Although apparently Travis can fucking cross gender boundaries because he might try out for the school play too. So someone should tell Zach that even Ooh. gross alpha chad males can be in the play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured that... <laughs> Chad Travis versus the virgin James Hobart. <laughs> Team James Hobart. Yeah, absolutely. All the way. So finally, Christy or Don breaks down and tells everyone what's happened. They all comfort her. And mm-hmm. Stacey is briefly excited because she thinks the fact Dawn is so outraged means that Dawn must actually be Travis's girlfriend. Extremely obtuse, even for Stacy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> because she's in tears Yes. (laughs) don't be excited for her if if she's going out with him it's clearly not going well also she's not going out with him and this relationship was largely in her head and that's a good thing
0: (laughs) yeah Stacey understands that (laughs) (laughs) intimately
1: yes exactly Christy points out that he never actually asked her out and they never went on a date and Claudia's like but he came to her house and he brought her presents and took her shopping. I think that's a very good point. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like they they did data, dating adjacent activities like yeah, no, I he absolutely was indicating interest in her. Yes. Like
0: you don't have to have a formal agreement that you are going steady as per Greece. Like yes. Um, yeah. that I I mean the nineteen seventy seventies movie set in the fifties, not the country um, <laughs> You know.
2: I oh yes, the, great, the country in Greece where all relationships are formally contracted. Yes. Claudia is not wrong, right? No. <laughs> no, no, I think Claudia is correct. Like he did lead her on Christy going to be like the least informed about dating bar the 11-year-olds. So,
1: and the yeah. 11-year-olds are like raptly watching all of this to figure out like how to react to all of this. Big girl drama. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, but I think the point that Christy has is that if he really wanted to properly be her boyfriend, he would yeah. give her the respect of having some kind of conversation about that at some point. Absolutely. He's been That's having it both true. ways yeah like yes. he's been he's been wooing her without actually making any kind of mm-hmm. like commitment or whatever and it's not
0: like he's gone out on a few dates with another girl he's kind of joined at the hip to this other lady. yeah like, like he fully they, has a girlfriend to the point where um like a random middle schooler from who's not even in the same school knows that they're a couple yeah yeah like as in yeah christy has the goss on this even though she doesn't know the girl's name <laughs> yeah. she just knows that she's the captain of the swim team and she's hot and she's, <laughs> and she's <gorgeous>. smoking
2: <laughs> well i mean yeah so i think like everyone christy has a point from that stance but in terms of like did he give dawn the impression yes yeah yes he did mm-hmm. as, as stacy says travis gave dawn the idea that he liked her so he's definitely a creep yeah. I mean, that's not the only reason it's a fucking creep. <laughs> but, yeah. but yes, it's
1: on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudia says that she'll meet someone nicer. Don thinks that there couldn't be anyone nicer, which is a very bleak worldview. <laughs> there definitely are people who are <laughs> at least 5% nicer than Travis out there. <laughs> uh, Marianne announces that actually she has someone in mind. Logan has a cousin called Lewis who's coming for a visit. He's very nice and he doesn't have a girlfriend.
2: He's also 14, not 16. Mm -hmm. Yes. This sounds reasonable.
0: He's got a lot going for him. (laughs) This is the point where Marianne goes from like super sensitive and tuned into Dawn. Into like, I will cure all your problems, Dawn, immediately. No, don't thank me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The solution to all problems is one of the Bruno men. (laughs) Matchmaking mode,
2: engaged. Sympathetic listener mode, disabled.
0: You need a boyfriend as close to mine as possible. As a friend of mine once said to me when I was like going through a breakup, the best way to get over one guy is to get under another one.
1: That is definitely the principle that Marianne is working on. I thought of that exact moment. I was like, this is exactly Marianne's reasoning here.
0: It's to get under another Pen pal. That's what you need. Yes.
1: <laughs> Next, uh Marianne is babysitting the Hobarts. Uh we have more drama drama. Uh they decide it's finally time to put on the play. They go and round up everybody. They bang on doors and demand everyone come out to see their play. Nobody has anything on, so everyone turns up to see it. <laughs> They're like, we we spent so much time rehearsing that we forgot to like advertise that the play was on. Which <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: delightful uh, yeah like that's the part that i hate of any job is telling like you know <laughs> marketing it so i, I totally um <laughs> like respect this decision to spend all the time on the artistic impulse
1: it works out fine anyway
0: everyone's bored so everyone turns up it's it's stony brook you know there's not even an, any any angry pigs going hog wild this week so yeah they all have time to go to the play they'll turn up for the opening of an envelope <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. and despite the well funded civic center there's obviously nothing going on there that today
0: I also, I do like that you want to invite adults, like you want to invite grown-ups and like who, which grown-ups do we know that will be around? Is Mrs. Is Mrs. Pike available? Mrs. Pike is thankfully available. <laughs> so she <Yeah>. shows up.
1: <laughs> to be fair, when we were living in like Clontarf, there was a crowd of kids who used to play on the green outside our building and they put up a poster saying that they were staging a play. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely would have gone to see it, only, like, Sophia was a very small infant and she was asleep when it was on. But I absolutely would have turned up just to see what they did. Well, see, they put up a poster. Well, exactly, they planned. (laughs) So the play goes well. Um, The audience loves it. Zach fucking turns up. Zach is Zach. Zach drags James away. Um, Everyone wants to, like... Miller and James and praise him for the play, but Jack Zach James. <laughs> James allows himself to be dragged away. Marianne
0: has a has a moment of like, hmm, what does this remind me of? It's almost like this is thematically linked to other things that have happened in the past several days. Um the the bit that actually really annoyed me about this, the way that it was written, is that um, like it, James, the director, realizes that he um like, how do I begin this whole thing? And Marianne is like, you should, you should make an introduction. And she gives him a big pep talk about how he should talk about how he's written this play. And, you know, it's, it's so unusual. Um, And you should get out there and let people know what your vision is. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. A few minutes later, he cleared his throat and stepped in front of the crowd. Marianne crossed her fingers as he finished the introduction and took a seat in the front row. Where's the introduction? (laughs) They just don't give it. Like, tell us what James said. It was, it's probably hilarious and adorable.
1: Yes. Why why
0: is that not here? Did you just not want to write it? I think so. Probably writing up against a
2: deadline is probably why. Yeah. Put
0: one line in. Come on.
1: (laughs) Well then it would have been like the world's shortest pep talk, a la Christie. (laughs) Now
0: get out there and appreciate my art. Yeah, I'm just noticing, yeah, chunks of dialogue that feel important are missing. (laughs) Yeah, it's just paraphrased. (laughs) You could have paraphrased it without giving Marianne's fucking pep talk. Yes. And then James introduced
1: the play and then we did the play. That would have been fine. (laughs) Yes. Um Marianne then decides to get her medal on and She writes a letter in the club notebook under the entry for this babysitting job, Mm -hmm. uh, explaining to Dawn that basically, uh, you know, the A plot is thematically resonant with the B plot (laughs) and that Travis sucks. And... She hopes that Dawn won't be too angry with her for pointing out all these things and she hopes Christy won't be too angry with her for writing a personal letter inside the club notebook. <laughs> I feel like Marianne definitely had some privileges revoked after this.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think you could actually do that to Marianne because with her role as secretary, the fact that she's never made a single mistake with an appointment, like, she's too valuable. That's
1: true, they need her. Before we
0: skip over the, the play itself, hmm can I just make like a couple of points? Absolutely. Number one of which is that the main character of this play is not only a pet, it's Chewie, the the Perkins' chaotic and destructive Labrador. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, who, it does... A reasonably good job within the parameters of what you can expect from a chaotic and destructive Labrador (laughs) um the 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 idea is that it's a it's a lost dog running around a mall trying to and they're trying to find its home um but Mariah comes across the dog and is like you're lost I'm looking for your owner Chewie immediately began licking her face nearly beside himself with joy you must be very sad she said (laughs) doubtfully. um mariah decided to ad lib some lines sometimes dogs act happy but they're really sad and lost she added in case the little kids in the audience had missed the point i <laughs> have here beautiful. never work with children or animals <laughs> <laughs> yep. um uh and the other thing apart from that is sorry i'm really i'm really like preoccupied no with This play. no um, it is some
2: quality babysitting chaos yeah
0: it is it is pretty funny um and also like zach is is being a as suppurating like dickhead this <laughs> yes.
1: next chapter Dawn decides that the solution to her remaining problems is a bit more stalking <laughs> <laughs> she hurries through her um, end of day quiz and gets out of school early she puts on some sunglasses for better stalking capability totally unrecognizable Travis does not notice her lurking outside the school uh because he's too busy paying attention to his hot girlfriend uh who Christy has established the girl's name is Sarah very generic she follows them back into town um they go back to the merry go round again because there's apparently like one shop in the city center <laughs> <laughs> they go up to the spinny rack of jewelry uh sarah is saying that she wants to get some silver hoops and travis is trying to browbeat her into getting some giant gold hoops instead i remember thinking what a wispy little girl voice she had and then it happened <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rack shifted and travis and i were face to face the moment of truth at last it is actually very dramatic
1: yeah it is yeah. you see why i remembered it <laughs> Sarah is not at all threatened by the sight of Dawn. Um, She's like, oh, Dawn Schaefer, the little girl you told me about. I'm sure you've turned her into a real beauty, Travis. And Dawn is like, I was already a beauty, which is a great comeback. And I love it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, They're
0: kind of like, ha, 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 ha. Um, and Dawn is like oh no I've made a mistake um, <laughs> but no actually I feel like in future years she'll be drinking wine with her friends and be like yeah <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, said that Yeah,
2: that is a good thing to reply to that
1: it is um, but she is extremely embarrassed by the situation in general and she rushes home very upset so she says I have to get home I muttered nice to have met you Sarah said she looked
0: like she was going to burst out laughing the minute my back was turned um, so yeah, she runs away, and I'm like I feel like also Sarah, many years later, will be drinking wine with her friends and be like, "Oh, that Travis guy, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what like at the time I was like, "Ha ha, oh, Ha-ha. this like stupid kid hanging around after my boyfriend, and now what I'm was like, he fucking shit. doing?" He
2: was grooming her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Me too. Whereas Sarah has like has i hope changed her views on things <laughs> who has oh
1: sarah yeah two era sarah
0: yeah that's how i that's how i pronounce
2: s-a-r-a i i assume it's sarah because i've known more people named i've never known anyone named sarah who spells it that way i just that's just sarah without a h but
1: that's that's the sarah's i've met i just misheard you karen as saying akira kurosawa has changed her view and i was like That doesn't make any sense and I'm pretty sure that's a guy.
0: I'm just making a very obscure reference here. which I don't know why you'd think I would do that. Rashomon rears its head again.
2: Why do we keep referencing Japanese cinema with
0: which we're unfamiliar? For a cloud. I'm just, I'll just go. (laughs) I don't even pretend to have watched any Kurosawa, okay?
1: We've been very open about that fact. I haven't even read any Wikipedia pages for any Kurosawa. (laughs) Well, Dawn gets home and is very upset and Marianne turns up and says that the whole thing reminds her of My Fair Lady and she never liked My Fair Lady and It's so subtle.
2: (laughs) So
0: subtle.
2: Did you ever see My Fair Lady? she asked. You know the movie based on the play Pygmalion? I'm sorry, what 13-year-old is going to be more familiar with Pygmalion than My Fair Lady? Oh yeah, fucking love a bit of Shaw me. But My Fair Lady never heard of it but Pygmalion, of course.
1: (laughs) I'm a big GB Shaw stan. What the hell? Yeah, (laughs) that is wild. That is clearly just that the the ghostwriter is trying to shoehorn in some educational facts here. (laughs) I did read
2: *Pygmalion* before I ever saw *My Fair Lady*, but I heard of *My Fair Lady* before I heard of *Pygmalion*.
1: And you were a quite unusual child.
2: I was a little weirdo.
0: <laughs> you know, the movie based on the play *Pygmalion*, which was in its turn based on one of Ovid's *Metamorphoses*.
1: You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now oh, I can place it. <laughs> of course. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we got to get our citations in there, just like salt them in really <laughs> subtly <laughs> like you do with the giant checklist of things that you have to shoehorn into the first three chapters to make sure <laughs> they know everything about the babysitter's club and all the family members of every person in it
1: yeah that'll be fine yeah it's it'll be fine no one's going to be reading this <laughs> in decades to come and over analyzing it for media <laughs> <laughs> they discuss the fact that travis sucks and uh, Marianne says that she thinks she should confront him and give him a piece of her mind, uh, which is quite a ballsy bit of advice to give someone. Um, it's like, I want the outcome that generates the most drama and zero risk for myself. Yep. <laughs> We've all wanted to give that advice, but you have to bite it back. <laughs> That's harmonica verse advice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Don finally decides to give up on the old stalking and just straight up phones him like a person and she tells him that he really hurt her feelings and he was too bossy and he was like what? How could something like that hurt you? You're a great looking girl, Dawn. I just figured you could use a few suggestions on how to dress and do your hair. Uh, then he tries to gaslight her some more. He says that if they get together and talk about it, she'll come round to seeing things his way. Yeah, don't look into the into the snake eyes, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dawn is having none of it. Very clever doing this by phone. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. she yes, can't see how hot he is, so there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Dawn interrupts him and i wanted to cheer he's he's starting to tell her that she's blowing this out of proportion and she's like no it's true actually and i love it and he calls her crazy and she says it's not crazy at all and yeah she sticks <laughs> it to the man it's great well she knows what gaslighting looks like let's not forget <laughs> <laughs> game recognize game yes well but- don't teach your granny to suck eggs <laughs> Travis. Maybe she's learned a valuable lesson and she'll never gaslight again. We hope. <laughs> Allegedly she learned that at the end of the last gaslighting escapade. No, no she, she didn't.
0: didn't. Or gascapade as you will.
2: <laughs> she learned that it worked really well and got her everything she wanted and yeah, with no negative consequences to her.
0: So what she told everybody in the family meeting at that point was, I've realised we should just be honest with each other. And she does not confess that she's been, like, tormenting her sister, unbeknownst to her.
1: In other words, she continued to gaslight, and she got (laughs) the outcome she wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. She did not learn that gaslighting was bad. She
2: learned that it's perfectly fine if you don't get caught. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) And if you're only doing it to someone you truly profess to love. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Maybe we shouldn't bring in Dawn's prior history to this particular point at which she is the actual victim. Maybe we're not supposed to do that.
1: I know, it's complicated. It does sound like we're victim-blaming her, but also she definitely gaslit someone before.
0: Yes. I
2: mean, we're not victim-blaming her. We're not saying she deserved this. We're just laughing at the fact that she has... That hilarious gaslighting book. <laughs> like, I don't think this is victim blaming. No. There, there are two things that happened. Don has gaslit, Don has been gaslit. Yeah. Neither
1: was okay. Also, I can't cut this section out because it would be an absolute crime to deprive the world of the word gascavate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what gets me cancelled, but like
1: <laughs> you're going out on a high. <laughs>
0: okay. Right. And all I'm saying is she did something shitty in the past and now she recognises when someone else is trying to do it to her.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, And I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, so she's still, she's giving him the third degree.
1: Yes. Which he deserves. She tells him that uh, he sucks, basically, and yep. he is outraged and incredulous. Then she decides that we've spent enough time in the thriller realm and she wants to turn it back into a romance. So she very tenderly tells him that she's called him to say goodbye and that she hopes he finds the perfect girl one day. She's out there somewhere, but I'm not her. Maybe it's Sarah. Then she hangs up the receiver very gently and stares out the window for a few minutes. She (laughs) is loving the drama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's wonderful but also it's the most
0: backhanded thing you yes. could say maybe it's that girl you were out
1: with mm, maybe. Maybe. maybe maybe good mm. luck with that travis Not me, though. see ya
2: that is 100 percent someone who's imagining how this would look on film
1: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> she, like she's she's thinking of what music will be playing while she's looking out the window and she's wishing oh, yeah. it was raining <laughs> Yes, it's definitely (laughs) raining. Yes. (laughs) She's like a girl in a karaoke video. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The next day, Dawn is in her bedroom and Marianne comes in and announces that, um, okay, this isn't a great example of like, Not controlling people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because Marianne has uh, taken the initiative to (laughs) write to Logan's cousin, Lewis, and tell him all about Don and send him a picture of her without her knowledge or consent. Uh, This is not great, Marianne.
0: (laughs) It's almost like the message is, you know, don't go out with older boys because they'll try to control you. Go to your parents and get a great arranged marriage instead. (laughs) That's what you need. Yeah. One in every twenty five arranged marriages ends in divorce,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Don is not enthusiastic, but she agrees that you know his picture is not terrible. uh, she does not fall in instant l u v with the picture of Lewis, but she grudgingly says that if he wants to take her out on a date when he comes up to Stony Brook, she'll go. Uh, so we then get a chapter of them exchanging letters. They have some banter. Yeah. He's curious about her interests. They have things in common. They talk about California and Kentucky and he's trying to get to know her. He is putting in yeah. the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he does some pretty decent pen pal. Yeah. Yeah. He's grand. He's a nice young man. <laughs> he would yeah. he would come and ask your father's permission before taking you out on a night on the town. <laughs>
2: Also, like he asks her things about her yes. and does not just brag about himself constantly. Yes. yes,
1: Yeah. Also, uh, just a drive-by observation, Dawn is, remarks in astonishment that she's found a pizza place that will sell vegetarian pizza of all things.
2: <laughs> like a margarita is a vegetarian pizza Don.
1: yeah no it comes pre
0: pepperonis <laughs> everything just has meat on it like even if a place
2: doesn't have like a set like vegetarian pizza on their list it's really easy to get
1: one <laughs> yeah this is not impressive Don. you
2: just ask for a pizza and name the toppings you want on it and don't name a meat
0: it's real easy Don. <laughs> yes it's fine I mean, she does ask apparently for broccoli and snow peas, which is um, a bit out there for pizza, even in an era in which it's quite easy to get vegetarian pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah, snow peas is weird. Yeah, broccoli, I can see
2: being gets yeah, more more. I mean, it's not common, but
0: you get it on a Four Seasons sometimes, and it's quite good.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, broccoli. I, I don't think I'd have, I'd have, i um... peas. No,
0: <laughs> peas.
2: I wouldn't go you for know, that. Snow peas is is snow peas monstrous? Yeah, or is snow peas.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it. It's a still There's still a lot of chewing that. in that. Yeah, like...
1: yeah, it's not great. No. But anyway, um, Lewis seems like a nice, normal young man. And Dawn says that he seems nice, but she's not going to fall in LUV with him straight away because she doesn't want to go crazy. She has been burned too
0: many times by boys whose names end in IS. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Be careful, Dawn.
1: She doesn't want to fall into old patterns here mm-hmm. and she decides that maybe they'll just be friends maybe they'll be more but time will tell the end <laughs> um, there's a bit where like she's exchanged a few letters and
0: then Marianne comes into her room and is like a granny and has <laughs> picked a nice young man for you to take to your Debs and is yes. like so you're changing your mind a little about Lewis eh oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Jesus Marianne Marianne has not met him either. <laughs> no, like, yeah. she's going on Logan's recommendation, and I know that you like Logan and you trust him, but this is his cousin. Like, but Logan is perfect and could never be wrong. <laughs> Plus, as we've seen, as we've seen, sometimes the,
2: the the dude friends might not see the bad side. Very true.
0: yeah. I, like, obviously, like Sam and Charlie have no notion that their basketball bro dude mate is also going to hit on the friends of their 13 year old sister yes i feel like that's the kind of thing you take him behind the bike sheds and duff him up for <laughs> yes if you know yeah. about it like <laughs> jesus christ okay Ugh. anyway uh lewis as far as we know by the end of the book is non is non-toxic
1: yeah um time will tell i guess <laughs> exactly <laughs> um okay this had a lot of fashion yeah it did i was enjoying the fashion so we had yeah the early, the first chapter Everyone was doing misguided makeovers, so there were lots of outfits there. Oh my god, we have a first uh our first sighting of a babysitter's club staple here. So we get a description of Claudia's outfit. Uh she's wearing black cotton bib overalls over a white turtleneck with a shiny black patent leather belt looped around her waist, black suede ankle boots and white cotton socks. Her long black hair swept off her face with giant white plastic barrettes. Anyone else would look like a penguin in that get up, but Claudia looked great. <laughs> And also like a penguin. We finally got on anyone else this outfit looked ridiculous, but just take my word for it, you guys, if you're actually there, Claudia you looked fine, okay. <laughs> I feel like to look like a penguin, you'd also have to have like one yellow accessory up near your face. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: She looked like somebody wearing overalls and shoes. Yeah. And maybe frilly socks. I don't super know. Super penguin. Is, yeah.
1: No, like penguin would be like a white belly and everything else is black. Yeah, if yeah. she was actually wearing a tuxedo. Yes. Um and, and had a beak
0: on, as you point out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or at least like a yellow bow tie or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then you would be doing it ironically and that would also be kind of fun. So yeah it
2: would actually I mean Claudia would do an ironic yeah. I and mean, she'd wear penguin earrings then. Yes. Yes. She would one hundred percent do an ironic penguin outfit Exactly. <laughs>
0: Wearing a tuxedo to a babysitter's club meeting might be overkill. But who knows?
1: Maybe. Dawn is looking casual but gorgeous in her pale blue ten-button top with her favourite jeans, which, as established, was the only outfit she had with her anyway. So, mm-hmm.
2: What's a ten-button top? This yes, is like to assume...
1: Like a blouse Is it with like buttons? buttons
2: all the way down or is it like Henley style? Like, like...
1: No, that only has three. Yeah, true. But... I'd say it's buttons all the way down. It's
2: just seems a little weird to name the
1: number of buttons as opposed to the, yeah. at the top it is maybe
0: odd. Travis knows how many buttons are there because he counted them and <laughs> thinks you should wear 12 button top
1: <laughs> Travis is a fucking basic bitch by the way um, Dawn <laughs> yes. keeps raving about how sexy he looks in his outfits and literally every time he's wearing like a blue shirt and some jeans yeah. Like he has put zero effort into his look at any point <laughs> Doesn't somebody diss his look at one point as well?
2: does it Dawn. Was it Dawn? Someone's, was it Dawn? Someone dissed his stonewashed jeans. Yes. Let me find it. In
0: one of them, she's like, oh, he, his jeans are bleached to the perfect shade. <laughs> um, and then somebody else is like, yeah, tell him to buy some new like jeans that aren't stonewashed.
1: <laughs> yes, it's yeah. when they're roasting him at the end. Uh, Don says, I just thought of something I should have said. I should have told Travis to have his hair trimmed and to get rid of those stonewashed jeans. He could use a few fashion <laughs> tips himself.
0: I love that, actually. That, yes. like yeah. She's conscious of how rose-tinted those glasses were, that she was like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. the jeans are the best thing ever. And then afterwards, <laughs> like, mm. like,
2: His jeans are yeah. fucking ugly. And yeah. that haircut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Sarah is wearing a white cotton jumpsuit to school, which is fucking audacious can you imagine trying to Mm. keep a clean a white outfit clean at school for an entire day i would not have attempted it no
2: (laughs) occurred to me to try to do that
1: god no never i don't think i tried to wear a white
0: top to school ever um there i recall one girl in our year wore a jumpsuit in um once um because i specifically remember her telling me or somebody else that she'd bought it for three pounds when it was on sale in a particular shop and I was like oh my god I saw all the clothes in the sale rack and I looked at them and I would not I'd like just it I just didn't have the fashion sense to pick something like that off the rack <laughs> um but it was denim and she bought it for three pounds and she looked amazing in it so um Eva I salute you this is a different Aoife sorry <laughs> I
1: did not wear cool clothes. Karen I have a question for you and I think <laughs> I can anticipate the answer but I'm going to need your formal judgment on this. Is everyone terrible in this book? Um, I guess men are terrible. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Uh, no, it is an interesting study in different varieties of toxic masculinity and abusive behaviour, none of which are specifically also found in Pygmalion and or (laughs) Um, My Fair Lady and or Ovid, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to say. No, most people are actually okay in this, um, apart from the obvious villains, who are Zack and Travis, in case you didn't pick that up (laughs) during the whole however many hours this is going to come out (laughs) at. Dawn stalks some people... (laughs) <laughs> Which is ill-advised. <laughs> um, uh, everything else is is fine, I think. Um, also, maybe don't... Um, when your friend is going through some stuff with a bad boyfriend, don't be like, I have the most amazing pen pal for you who I haven't <laughs> met but is the cousin <laughs> of my boyfriend.
2: And and I've so, already sent him your picture. Yes,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without asking you. Um, and address. Because I'm
2: definitely setting you up.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i really hope you like him because i've got a lot riding on this also the only acceptable men in the world come from kentucky <laughs> you heard it here first
1: and their names start with l <laughs> yes yeah they're l. Bruno. l bruno yeah marianne is not terrible but she is a bit problematic <laughs> yeah
2: i mean she's 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 so good for most of the book she only goes off the rails at the end with her little matchmaking scheme. yeah <laughs> uh,
1: she at least means well unlike say dawn in the last book yeah
2: yeah, she's, she's she's not trying to gaslight classic gaslight uh, anyone into believing they're being haunted by Jared Mulray, so that's nice.
0: Yeah.
1: We're grading on a curve here. Oh
0: yeah, also I would imagine that Sarah, um, the hot red headed um, white jumpsuit wearing swim uh, swim team captain is probably also an acceptable person when she's not um, being fed information by her crappy boyfriend.
2: Yeah, entirely likely.
1: We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She has an annoying voice, though. That's Mm, true. Well, I think she's putting on the annoying voice to be, like, submissive for Travis's approval. Yes, because... I think it's a fake voice, and when she breaks up with him, she'll be like, oh, I can't believe I used to talk in that stupid voice around him.
2: I actually had that same thought, especially (laughs) because when Dawn remarked on the voice... Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah was expressing an opinion to Travis that was
1: contrary to Travis's. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. I think the voice that's is absolutely really for Travis's benefit. <laughs> I want yeah. Sarah to come back in another book and talk in her real voice. It's like, Oh, that's so funny. Uh, but uh, I'm allergic to nickel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, should we go get a burger? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Our next book is going to be number... 38, Christie's Mystery Admirer. Another boy's book. Two boy's books in a row. Ugh, another
0: boy book. Ugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have we had enough boys? In the meantime, hit us up on the social... Uh, We're on Twitter as at Podcast Dawn. We're on Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram as the podcast at Dawn's House. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. And please rate and review and subscribe in your podcast apps and tell all your friends about us, but like not in a pushy controlling way where like they have to keep listening to <laughs> us in order to maintain credibility with you. Just like suggest it as something they might enjoy. <laughs> I want to be very clear about that
2: maybe put it on if you're on a car trip together
1: yeah so convincing Esther <laughs> yeah I think that's everything and yeah in conclusion I would just like to say why are men <laughs> yeah also pen pals aren't that
0: exciting